0: From Washington, this is the CQ Budget Podcast, your leading Capitol Hill source on how Congress allocates federal taxpayer dollars. I'm David Lerman, your budget tracker.
1: And I'm Jennifer Schott, budget appropriations reporter.
0: And we want to talk about debt limit drama. Uh, the good news is that the feared fiscal meltdown is not going to happen this month. They've come up with a short-term patch here to cover government borrowing until early December. But the bad news is nothing is really resolved. There's still partisan deadlock over this issue. It comes back to haunt them uh, by early December. It's a mess. Partisan tensions are at a real boiling point. And so we want to talk today about what that all means, how we got here, And what happens next? Uh, There is a short-term patch uh, to cover government borrowing up through roughly December 3rd is the estimate. They increased the borrowing cap by $480 billion to cover all the bills up till then. Uh, It was a a raucous night in the Senate last night, which we'll get to, to, to make that happen. But they got it through. Not quite a done deal yet. So, Jen, what has to happen next?
1: Right. So this short-term debt-limited agreement was reached midweek between Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer and Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell. And really, it has followed weeks of brinksmanship uh, and a little bit of concern from the markets and from the Treasury Department that the U.S. would experience what's referred to as a default on its debt where the federal government on any given day cannot pay all of the country's bills in full and on time. And so this is something that we've been hearing from Democratic leaders for weeks now that there would not be a default, but really the way out of that wasn't clear until Wednesday evening when they struck this short-term deal. And then there had to be a lot of wrangling in the Senate on Thursday, particularly among Republicans Uh, About who would, which 10 Republicans, and it turned out it was 11 Republicans in the end, would vote for that procedural cloture motion, which allowed the Senate to move on to that simple majority approval vote, sending this legislation to the House, uh, which is expected to come back into D.C. on Tuesday to approve this legislation. But because this is a bill that's only supported by Democrats right now and Republicans are vehemently opposed to it. Democrats in the House can only lose three of their members on this vote and still send the legislation to President Joe Biden for his signature. Um, and there is a chance that they run into a few issues over there, particularly with the moderate faction, which is not particularly a fan of voting on legislation in the House that gets changed in the Senate and then comes back to the House, forcing these moderates who are really concerned about 22 reelection prospects you know, taking a vote on what was a suspension through December 16th of 22, and then now having to take another vote on a short-term patch, both of which were opposed by Republicans. And so that's going to be something that Democratic leadership needs to work on over the weekend heading
0: into Tuesday if those moderates do have frustrations about this. But it's, I mean, the House is expected to clear this thing, right? I mean, even if some moderates have you know don't love voting for a debt limit increase it's hard to imagine they would actually sink the whole bill i would i mean doesn't that seem inconceivable
1: well yes at this point in time it does seem inconceivable given the economic impact that a debt limit default would have on the country um but if you remember back to that first house vote on that longer term suspension through the midterm elections two Democrats did vote against that package. Um, And so that is something that Democratic leaders will need to be keeping a close eye on. Um, Because, you know, if those two Democrats remain opposed to this provision and if they potentially gain one or two more colleagues in that level of frustration, this could
0: be a real problem. Yeah, the vote will be tight, there's no question. But uh, we would think that House leaders know how to count the votes and they'll make sure they have... At least just enough to get them over the finish line, uh, and then uh, President Biden is certain to sign it. that's not that's not an issue. Um, and so what we'll have is a is a debt limit increase that covers the government's borrowing into early December. But this comes back to bite them pretty quickly here because by November, they got to get going on some kind of long-term solution which is not easy because it's all wrapped up in this big partisan fight over the democratic reconciliation package that Republicans hate. And they're taking out their frustrations over this debt limit issue. And Jen, there's still no solution in sight here for how to resolve it for any decent length of time.
1: Right. And so one of the things that we heard Thursday on the Senate floor From Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, was that that vote, that cloture vote, and then that simple majority approval vote, which was carried only by Democrats, really showed that debt limit legislation can be approved without going through the budget reconciliation process, which is what Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell has been calling on Democrats to do for months. And what really led to this stalemate is that Republicans have been saying if you're going to pass this multi trillion dollar reconciliation package, through that fast-track reconciliation process without Republican input, then you should also be doing debt limit on your own. Democrats and Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen have really been criticizing that, that sort of talking point and that belief amongst the Republicans by saying debt in the country has accumulated over multiple administrations. Republicans and Democrats alike have voted for legislation in the past, that has added to the deficit and therefore added to the debt. And so this is really something that the parties need to do on a bipartisan basis. And so what I think is going to be interesting is that Schumer and McConnell agreeing to the short-term patch, which raises the debt limit by about $480 billion, could get Democrats past that reconciliation process if they're able to bring Moderate and progressive Democrats together on some sort of reconciliation package and get scores from the Congressional Budget Office that show that that package would, in fact, be paid for and not add to the deficit or potentially be paid for at an 80% or 90% level and therefore not add a lot in the grand scheme of things to the deficit and the debt. That could really change. The sort of talking points that we've heard from Republican and Democratic leaders on the debt limit, because what Republicans have been saying is that they think this multi trillion dollar reconciliation package is going to add a lot to the debt, and therefore Democrats really need to own the debt limit vote on their own. But if Democrats can get this reconciliation bill done and get scores from the nonpartisan Congressional Budget Office out there that show it is mostly or entirely paid for, That is really going to change the dynamic because then the conversation about what adds to the deficit and therefore the debt is going to move back to that traditional conversation of discretionary and mandatory spending. And of course, that is something that's really complicated for both parties to engage in because when you sort of remove the COVID-19 emergency spending bills, and if you were to be able to set aside the reconciliation bill as a large driver of debt, You really come back to the growth of entitlement programs like Medicare, Medicaid, and Social Security as the main increasers of the nation's deficit, Um, and so I think that makes the conversation around the debt much more complicated. Um, And you know, obviously, that is those three programs are something that um, neither party really wants to get into the weeds on addressing right now. And so I think you know this short-term patch, yes, is very short-term, but some very Big things could happen in the short term that change the narrative around this, and so I think that's going to be important to watch as well.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. What's most striking to uh, to me about this is is that both parties acknowledge that the debt ceiling has to be lifted. There isn't even an argument about that on the merits of it, um, because the government will simply run out of money. They knew that debt was piling up. They knew they have to pay the bills. No one wants a default. So both sides acknowledge it has to be done, but this is just a case of extreme political hardball, where it's political posturing to know who's going to take the blame for for raising the debt limit, and it's all because, Jen, of this reconciliation package, this massive tax and spending package the Democrats want to pass on a party-line vote through the reconciliation process, which the rules allow, and... And the Republicans are trying to tie that package to the debt limit. And that's why McConnell wants to force Democrats to combine them, to do the debt limit as part of reconciliation, to say, ha, here's what you Democrats are causing the country, massive taxes, massive spending, and a much higher debt limit, all wrapped in one bow. Uh, That's his strategy here in forcing them to do it through the reconciliation process, and Democrats, of course, are saying, no, that's not the image we want. And raising the debt limit now has nothing to do with the massive tax and spending package we want to pass. And of course, they're right on that, and at least in the short term, right? Because we have to raise the debt limit now, whether or not the reconciliation package even passes. Um, but Republicans want to say, hey, this package you want is going to end up Raising the debt even more, and we're not going to give you a free, a free blank check to do that by just suspending the debt limit. And so it's this massive political fight playing out I among mean, these arcane rules that we all talk about uh, over how how exactly to raise the debt limit. It's become this huge case of political hardball that neither side is ready to blink on, which is why we got this short term patch that. Even that was a massive struggle to get through. You know, it did take some Republicans to join Democrats to allow that to happen Thursday night in the Senate. And you had Republicans just blasting their own leadership for even allowing this short term patch. You had Lindsey Graham saying, you know, the South Carolina conservative Republican, he's he's the top Republican on the budget committee, blasting his own leadership on this, which is rare saying this is capitulation was his words, uh, that he could not tolerate this kind of caving to Democrats by cooperating on a debt limit increase at the same time that they're trying to do this massive tax and spending package on their own. And so you you see the tensions within the Republican party here, even to do a short-term fix, which McConnell finally allowed to happen, but so as hard as that was to get through, imagine what we're going to face in December now <laughs> when, when still neither party is willing to blink on the long-term deal. How are they going to solve this problem? Will Democrats finally have to use the reconciliation process, as McConnell wants, to do a debt limit increase? Or what other options do they have? There's not many and let the only other real option that i see jen is if if democrats finally have enough votes to uh, carve out an exemption to the filibuster uh, but you've got two two moderate democrats joe manchin and Kyrsten cinema who who so far say they don't want to do that
1: right there is a little bit of discussion this week uh, predominantly on tuesday about democrats moving forward with uh, a proposal that would have eliminated the need to move through cloture on debt limit legislation. And so that is something that a lot of people were discussing and looking at in the Democratic caucus. But then Manchin came out and did this big press conference in the Hart office building and said he didn't even think he needed to clarify his position on the filibuster. It has not changed. He does not support eliminating that process where on major legislation, typically the Senate has to move through that procedural vote of cloture that requires at least 60 senators to formally begin debate on the bill or to advance to that simple majority final passage vote. And so it really seems here like the stalemate has then kind of drawn out and could be drawn out into the future. But I think, you know, like I was saying, what is going to change during this short-term patch that is probably going to last into early or mid-December, by most accounts, is that Democrats could actually finish with the reconciliation process. uh, And that is going to give both parties a much clearer idea of what their proposals for climate change and education and paid family leave look like in terms of how long they would last and how they would be paid for with changes to the tax code. And so I think that is really going to, the short term patch is going to give Democrats the time to potentially change the narrative around the debt limit. And I think stacking this up around early December, when we also have that government funding deadline on December 3rd, right, when that temporary government funding bill they passed in late September only goes till December 3rd. So during these two months as well, if congressional leaders want to be able to allow appropriators in the House and Senate to negotiate those 12 annual government funding bills, they need to come to an agreement on total discretionary spending for those 12 bills. And this is something that in the past decade or so has really gone hand in hand with debt limit suspension negotiations. And so that for congressional leaders uh, during recent years has been a really natural fit. Talking about how much you're going to raise defense discretionary spending, and talking about how much you're going to raise uh, domestic and foreign aid discretionary spending, also referred to as non-defense discretionary spending. Those conversations during the past decade or so, because of a, a caps deal uh, that limited the growth of those discretionary programs, really came hand in the hand with debt limit suspensions. And in fact, the debt limit suspension that expired at the end of July was done two years prior when the Trump administration and Democrats and Republicans in Congress came to agreement on a two-year spending deal for discretionary programs. And so there's, I think, a few avenues here for the parties to potentially come to agreement heading into early and mid-December. And of course, one of the things that we've seen on conversations around the annual appropriations bills is that Republicans once again want parity or dollar-for-dollar increases between defense programs and non-defense program increases because the Biden budget request, which is predominantly what Democrats have been using in the House for their appropriations bills, proposed increasing non-defense programs by 16.5% and defense programs by about 1.6% or 1.7%. And we know from conversations and public statements by McConnell And Senate Appropriations Ranking Member Richard Shelby, a Republican of Alabama, that they want those parity increases. And so, if Democrats can finish that reconciliation package potentially by the end of October or the Thanksgiving break, that then turns congressional leaders in the Biden administration's attention towards these government funding bills and spending levels for those government funding bills. And so, if Democrats say, you know, reconciliation is over, we're not doing anything anymore with that fiscal 22 budget resolution. We've shown you this doesn't have a significant impact on the debt. Let's now sit down and kind of find that familiar pattern of negotiating discretionary top lines with a debt limit suspension. Um, That could potentially be one avenue forward, but of course it's going to mean each side gets um, and gives the other side major concessions. And so that is one of the areas that I think could be challenging, especially given how I see the relationship between McConnell and Schumer has gotten on this debt limit conversation.
0: Yeah. So you're suggesting there could be some kind of mega deal in December that solves the spending level dispute and, and, and comes up with a way to suspend or raise the debt limit at the same time as part of a grand bargain bipartisan tradeoff package, which is how they've handled it in the past. question is, if Democrats had just rammed through this huge reconciliation package on a party-line vote that Republicans hate, will there be much (laughs) cooperative spirit to come up with that kind of a mega deal right after that to make that happen? Uh, That's a tall order. Uh, And it, it really, you know, it just speaks to this This is the ugly challenge here of of a divided country and a 50-50 Senate. And you've got a Democratic Party chomping at the bit to get big stuff done while they have the power. And so they're relying on this partisan reconciliation process. And it's, it's bringing everything to a boil and making everything really hard to do. And we certainly saw that this week with this debt limit fight which still isn't over, so stay tuned. That does it for us today. If you have any questions or comments about our podcast, we'd love to hear from you. You can always drop us an email. The address is CQpodcast, one word, at CQRollCall.com. The CQ Budget Podcast is produced by CQ Roll Call, a leader in nonpartisan political and policy news and analysis for more than 70 years. CQ Roll Call is part of Fiscal Note, a global technology and media company. Thank you all for listening. I'm David Lerman, your budget tracker.
1: And I'm Jennifer Schutt, budget and appropriations reporter.
0: You can always stay up to date by subscribing to the CQ Budget newsletter. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, NPR One, or just Google the phrase CQ Budget Podcast. And we'll be back next week.